are hitting record. We are now recording. This will be on the podcast from here on out. You guys just got some behind the scenes here. Everybody and welcome back to Broadcasting in Black and White. I am Joe Masiri. I just want to take a quick second to thank all of our regular listeners for bearing with us as we took some time off to try and recharge our batteries. After all, everyone needs a vacation every once in a while. But we are back at it with a fantastic episode for you here in this podcast. Our guest, Serena Morales, is one of the hosts for ESPN's Sports Center AM. That's 7 a.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific for those of you out there on the West Coast. And Serena right now is getting the chance to live out her dream. She is a sports fanatic who always wanted to go work up in Bristol, but the path she took to get there was definitely meandering. You might not believe it if you didn't hear it straight from her mouth. She gives most of her career resume throughout the podcast, so I'll let her do that and won't waste your time here, but I just want you to note that there are definitely many roads to the same destination, and Serena shows us that for sure. We were good friends at Syracuse University, so this is a long conversation, more than two hours. We'll break it up into a couple parts for you, and I think that whether you're a sports fan a social media fan, or just somebody who's trying to figure out how to get to their dream job but might not feel like you're on the right path right now, well, there's still that end in sight, so don't lose track of that goal and dream. This week's episode is brought to you by Backpack Broadcasting. If you have a sporting event, or any event for that matter, that you would like streamed live over the internet, they are the guys for you. Check out Backpack Broadcasting. And without any further ado, thank you for listening to this episode of Broadcasting in Black and White. This, of course, is Serena Morales, my chica bonita, as I call her, with the most loving, affectionate term that I can for this woman, (laughs) because this woman made my beginning college experience so easy, because there are some people in life who just manage to... um, I guess just make other people feel better about themselves yes. when you're around them. And Serena is one of those people. So thanks. Thanks for coming down here. Thanks. Well, now that you said that, oh. I'm going to stay the entire podcast. Yeah, it took me. I only had to do that for about five weeks to get her down here. That's not true at all, actually. But you know, the problem five years. is here, here's the problem. No, you know what it is? It's that the people that you love to hang out with, right? Or I'll speak for myself. The people that I love to hang out with most are killing it, right? And you're on the grind so much. And it's like, I want to stay in touch. And I'm following you guys. And you know, it's it's great to see what everybody's doing with their career, and it's just like, oh, we should hang out. Oh, we should hang out. But no, I'm too busy killing it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy doing things that are good for my career. Yeah, right? How dare so, you? Yeah. So that way when we're, you know, hopefully at another time in our lives, right. we can enjoy the spoils of our career and yes. get to hang out. But have some fun in the process because we're doing what we love. All right. So, Serena, talk to me a little bit here about ESPN AM here at yeah. Sports Center AM and and what you guys are doing over there now. Yeah, so that show launched the day after the Super Bowl. So lots of sleep um, <laughs> lots of sleep that day. You and Peyton Manning. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have my Bud Light. Mm. Kiss my Papa John. Yeah, but that that's not good for on air because then you break out a little bit, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um so it launched uh, the day after the Super Bowl. And it was sort of just like trying to tap into the audience that like you get Good Morning America and you get like all the morning shows. But like we were re I don't know if like anyone ever noticed that like an audience would notice this. But like Stan and Neil were doing the late show at 1 a.m. in the morning from L.A. And then we would just redo that show. Right. So they would see them at, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning until the nine o'clock sports center would start. So they were like, hey, we should just tap into that and get in early because people are going to wake up and they'll be like, oh, cool. Like, most people would watch Mar- Mike and Mike or listen to them. Right. Mike and Mike also killing it because they have a whole new studio and it's really fancy and it's cool. So they're doing that and we're rep- doing the reps for Sports Center AM. And so we're the only Sports Center that has Sports Center AM. And there's really pretty graphics and it's sort of like um, it's me and uh, myself, Jay Harris, who. Yep. 
is like such a legend to me because I watched him right. when we were in college yep. and I was like, oh, Jay, there you are. Look at you. I get to work with you now. <laughs> um, smoothest guy on the block, man. Such a such a gem. I've seen you and Jay have some dancing competitions on we there in the morning. Each. I don't think either of you enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wake up. It's yeah. like, all right, we're getting it in. We're waking up. Let's do this. Yeah, Jay, Jay's solid. Um, Jay and then Kevin Agandhi, who like doesn't miss a beat. Like just like if you're just like that, and he'll be like, "Oh, hello, Serena. How are you doing this morning?" I'm like, "You weren't even scared. Like, how are you not affected by my crazy shenanigans?" He's um, so on point. He's, he's got, so he, on point. He's got that unagi. In he him does. Here, so. And he also is one of the best dressed men on SportsCenter. He takes mm. pride in his suit game. Now, wait, wait, wait. Is he somebody supplying him that suit game yourself too? I mean, I see you've got some nice outfits I'm on. I'm all right. There. I'm, I'm stepping mean, up. Keeping it 100 for sure. <laughs> keeping it 100. My sister is keeping it 100. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, he um, he's on the prowl. He'll like comment on people's suit games. Actually, my one of my good friends, Field Yates, who's an NFL insider, yep. um, he started this Instagram uh, page called Talking Threads. Okay, and it's all about like the guys at SportsCenter and like ESPN because they dress so well. Some of the guys have really strong suit games. So like <laughs> Ryan Clark, very. Smooth, oh, smooth-looking yeah. man on air with his suits, and they all have different, different suits. So Suit Kevin, game on fleek. yes, and I'm like, hey, what about me? I got talking threads too. Um, well, so they do need a woman's perspective. They do, so Isn't it interesting though how the men have tried to uh, just move into that fashion space and, and like, co-opt it completely? When did that happen? <laughs> right, like we have to like think about like, is this shirt gonna go with the pants, or like right. what dress and belt and heels and this and your hair and the whole thing? Like I love wearing black on camera. Like love wearing black on camera. So I had to take the initiative of coloring my hair, the ends of it. I did not do that. That would be a terrible thing. <laughs> but, like, my hair lady woman, Malexi, who does uh, all of the ESPN women's hair, um, she was like, what if we colored your hair so that um, – you can wear black so it doesn't like camouflage, like it doesn't just blend in, right? Because yeah. they're like, you know, it doesn't really look good. And I'm like, I'm gonna make it look good. I'm gonna change myself. Little so pop of color. These. Yeah. So. But how's that work? All right, this, you know, this is not where I expected this conversation to go. <laughs> I should point out here, this is way off. But fortunately, Serena said she had some time to hang out today, yeah, so we're gonna out. cover a lot of different stuff. But how does that work um, when it comes to the suit game over there? I mean, do you guys have somebody who's providing your clothing for you at this point? Are you shopping out, you know, at TJ? Max, because you're a Maxinista looking yeah. for a deal or something like that. Yeah, so each person has their own, like, there's, like, a budget for, like, um, like, I don't know how much anyone else has versus myself. I'm the newbie of right. the sports center, but so, like, say you get a, a budget and then we get a stylist and we'll go with said stylist to, you know, a Lord and Taylor or whatever store. Where's the behind the shopping. scenes on that? Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll oh, do some. Oh man! <laughs> Just, should I pick this one or this there one? You yeah. Go. So I think you get like one or two times a year to like go on a trip to like. So I actually have to find a time. Like I want the sales, so I gotta find good sales. <laughs> like max out of my my clothing stipend. So yeah, but it, j- it depends on each person and all that jazz. Right. So I mean, what's that like going out with your own stylist to? Uh... It's fantastic. Although then you're they'll, they'll go and say, hey, this looks great on you. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like I don't know. But then the woman who I went with, her name is Keisha. She's awesome, and she she's like, I feel like you've got like you'll take some risks. And I'm like, I love jumpsuits. Like I'm mm. big on the jumpsuits because. It's like you don't have to think about like anything. prison orange. I want a prison <laughs> orange jumpsuit. No, you kind of like you put it on and you don't even think about it, and then you're done. Like mm. that's it. It's not like oh, a, like the onesie the pajamas. One, onesie pajamas, yeah, but professional course. onesie pajamas. <laughs> it's so that's my that's my. Those are my wins. There's a statement. Professional onesie pajamas. We all want a job where we can wear professional onesie pajamas. And if you make it work on TV, (laughs) then women everywhere can wear that. What are they called? Seriously, rompers? Rompers or I think they're a jumper. I don't know which one is the English version because I remember like when I lived in London for a year, I remember I was like romper and I was like isn't that something else or a jumper and they're like no 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 and I was like I don't know but I so I call them both but a onesie pajama also nice works well all right let's go back though because you know when we were at Syracuse University obviously my woman here was on her game then she knew I mean focus some people go to college and they bounce around and they do three different majors and they try and figure out their life and where they're gonna go I mean you had that laser focus back then um what was it about this industry and that, you, I mean, you always love sports, but what was it about this industry that kind of drove you then, even when you were in college? I think it was 
I think it was the story, like just, which sounds so stupid, but it was like the stories. I think because I played, especially, I played baseball for 10 years in the Bronx. I played, I, I played against Danny Almonte. That's right, a number BX. Of, yeah, right, right there. And, um, and so I, I felt like back then. How old was Danny Almonte? <laughs> I don't even when know. You Who knows them. how old he was? I was 15. Right. So, so he was probably saying he was 20. 13, but he was yeah, 22. <laughs> no. Oh no. man. So sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played baseball in the Bronx. So I was 17 years old, and so I was it was seven to 17, and I mean it was not easy, and it was pre. You know, I was I wouldn't call myself the Monet Davis of like my time, but maybe I would lead to that there were I was doing things back then that like if there was me like a media to cover these types of things in little little you know area in the Bronx like yeah. I went to Allerton Park and played there I was at Harris Field like North Bronx and so I don't know like I felt like and then just the kids around me who were also working so hard some of them moved from Dominican Republic to play you know at my high school and like these stories and I you know I always felt like the perspective of, you know, we always talk about like analytics and this is kind of how, like, look at these stats. These stats tell you X, Y, and Z, but there's such, you know, there's certain people who have just that presence that make the team better. That there's these, uh, um, you know, moments of like when Mike, Michael Jordan had a flu game, like that was mm, one of yeah. his best games ever, right. right? Like, what is it? Like, you can't show that on the stat book. Like, well, he was okay. Like, dude had the flu and he still put what, up. 38, I right. think. So, I think like, 38. And the game winner in that one, too? Yeah. So, like, so, oh, well, like, compared to, you know, something now, like, as is an okay game for someone, you're like, are you kidding me in the flu, right? <laughs> that's not in the, that's an asterisk somewhere, right? right? So, I think it was, like, those stories that I was like, man, like, if I had the opportunity to tell a story, but in a cool way, like, the, there, there are so many people who would go to sports who don't even like, like, people were like, why do you even like this? Like, you look like crap all the time, you're always <laughs> crying, like, you're, you're tired. Like, I remember I came home one day from baseball practice, I was the only girl at the time allowed to practice with the baseball team at my high school. I went to DeWitt Clinton High School in the Bronx uh, my last two years of high school. Mm -hmm. And I played with the team. And um, I was so tired. We ran suicides. It was, I mean, some of these guys play professional baseball now. Right. Like, And so um, Juan Carlos Perez, I believe, is on the Giants. He was on this team. And I remember running and doing these suicides. And we would do, like, uh, like the Indian run where you'd run around and like the next person would run and like where you got to get to the front stairs. of the line yes yeah. and we would do that and coach would like to try and tag me up with guys who I could like run again so it wasn't putting me against the guy who was like captain of the team but right. I was tired as hell <laughs> I was so tired and my mom was like why are you doing this and I remember being like I just got I love this game like I love it and like I just felt like I was doing something more for than just like myself like I was showing these guys like hey I can keep up and right. like there was just more there and I remember going home one day and I had a plate of spaghetti there was like someone visiting my mom like one of my mom's best friends she was there my sister and she was like get get ready for dinner like wash up and I was like okay can I just like grab a plate like I'm so tired and she was just like oh my god you're such a useless child like just sit down here's the plate they're sitting down at the dinner like a dinner table and I remember sitting down and like falling asleep at the table with the, the spaghetti like a fork in my hand like so physically tired from like trying to train with these guys and I come home and I was like I can't even like I was so, I was asleep and my mom was like oh my gosh you're not even staying up for dinner there's someone <laughs> sitting right here talking to you asking you a question you're asleep at the chair went to bed with my clothes on from practice like this was uh. just like flopped on the bed woke up the next morning and no muscle was able to move like I was like I'm so sorry like I put myself through so much and like no normal person does that so like the stories that and like I wasn't just the only one doing this like there were other guys on the team who had like their own stories and those types of things are just like so there's they're awesome and there should be places to tell them and so I, I was kind of like well I'm not going to play for the Yankees I figured that out oh really yeah surprise <laughs> surprise don't worry like yeah. after Bernie Williams was like all right I'm done I was like well I'll just leave it to someone else so I ended up just you know, went to Syracuse and pretty decent journalism school decent. there. Yeah, there's a couple people who come out of there. <laughs> right. So um, they can tell a decent story. Yeah, they're okay. So um, I was just like, all right, let me let me try the waters here. And I also loved Eng like I loved English class. Like I took AP Lit in high school, which which was stupid because I was also half asleep <laughs> throughout my high school career. So. Yeah, I felt like journalism was a place that merged both, like, my passion for sport and, like, you know, I had decent writing background that I can't speak right now. I, can't, but I, I, had, I had a decent <laughs> writing background. 
So yes, journalism. Yay. Hooray, journalism. journalism. But it was right. funny because I didn't, when I got to Newhouse, I remember we were in a weird Twitter didn't exist, right? right? We went 2004. Twitter didn't exist. Like, this whole digital, like, Facebook was j just started that year, right? Yeah, Facebook, when we were freshmen, I believe, 2004. became, like, started to really blow Which up. Which is just crazy to, to it me. It was only college students then. Yes, I mean, it was only college we students. Like, the social network says, only college students at that right? time. Right, so it was like, okay, and I remember, like, comparing, like, how many friends I had versus other friends, which is so superficial and ridiculous and did not help how people felt in college. But, um, <laughs> I remember, like, that was a thing, and, like, People would like I'd see you and meet someone and be like, "Hey, I'll uh, I'll add you on Facebook." And I was like, "Yeah," I was like getting a number, and you're like, right. "I'm so cool." Right. And um, so I remember like that was just and there was no app then, so you actually had to go back to a you computer. You had to go to a computer. Had to go back to a computer and then friend somebody, so you had to remember their <laughs> name. Was computers yeah, now. Right? You had to remember their name and yeah. make sure it was the right one. Yes, too, that you, you don't want to add the wrong person. But that was like a whole <laughs> like that didn't even exist, right? right? So think about that. And then like here I am, like I want to tell stories. I want to do these cool things and you get to school and it's like and mind you like there's there's two sides to this like you get to school and like obviously Syracuse University and Newhouse program is one of the best because they teach you such great fundamental like pieces that you need to do to execute like why is a story newsworthy right so like mm -hmm. there's certain things like how many people does it affect like you know is it is it something that's going to you know get emotion out of someone right like we went through all of that and those were critical critical fundamental pieces of journalism that I think we actually need to remind ourselves now yep. because there are stupid things on the internet I'm like do we do we go through these like things like is this affecting people? Right. Does this you know give emo evoke emotion? Like no, it doesn't. Then why is there a dog in a parking lot with a robot making like news these days? Yeah. Like I'm like what? But aside from that, so like that is key. Because a lot of people clicked on it is the answer. Yes, yes. <laughs> so like maybe we need to rechange. We just yeah. add that one at the bottom like because it clicked. Yeah. Um, but then there's also like there wasn't space for. Uh, like to tell a different story, like a different way to tell a story. So like you have your you have your news desk, you have your producers. There's a rundown. There's very like strategy. Like this is how we do it, right. and this is the way we do it, and there's no other way to do it. When I had Adam on, and Serena knows Adam is, as well from college and beyond, but um, he was saying, you know, it's always been there's a white man at a desk. We throw to the kooky guy to sports, and you've got your out there weatherman or whatever yes. the case may be. Who's right. Trying. But yeah, it was always that way. So cut and dry. It is, and it, it's it's infuriating. It still you, is. It's it's still it still is. No, yeah, <laughs> except <laughs> except it isn't. But it is. But yeah, we're, we're trying to figure it out. Right. Well, but that's why we started this podcast. That's no, that's seriously why we started this podcast because we were trying to figure out where the heck broadcasting and the industry is going to end up. So hopefully, by talking to the people who are in it, who are making seeing those changes, how hard it is sometimes to get oh, those changes made. It's we can figure out what the, the future is going to be. But anyway, so go ahead. So there wasn't another way to tell the story. It was so structured. Yeah, so then you're like, all right, so I don't have the platform or means of, but I know that we should be doing something different. And right. so that's where you end up, like, that's what's really important as a college student, for you to be able to challenge the structure, right? Because you're like, I don't know what to do. So I ended up, like, going through college. Like, I remember when I, like, w you know, Syracuse is great. They have, like, studios, and they do live shots, and you go out at, yep. like, campus. And so I had, like, the weather one day, and I was the kooky weather woman. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to change this up a little bit. So I, I think one day I was just like, the wind is about... I'd say about eight miles per hour, and I was like, I'm gonna have fun because, like, we're all doing it the same way. Like, how yeah. do you know the, the wind is eight miles per hour besides looking at that machine over there that tells you? Like, right. I wanna feel like, no, the wind is very windy, and it's. And it feels like more. <laughs> Almost as like your storm from X-Men. Yes. And you can control storm the weather. I don't need these me. fancy machines. I mean, they're there, and that's they're where I'm there. getting my information from. Yeah. But it appears as though I control the weather. Right. <laughs> like, I just, there's different ways to tell a story. So I was always trying to be like, I'm going to do something different for this shot. Or, and so you kind of just, and then I think by our junior year, like, Facebook became a thing. Right. More of a thing. They gave you three years. And then Twitter started in 2006. 
2006. And I couldn't um, see myself doing like local news or any of that because I was like, I'm going to drive my producer crazy. So I went into, I ended up being DJ Juice on campus and I'd had my radio show where I would just play awesome music because why not? Right. And I ended you're up. from the boogie down from and the boogie you need down. to bring the that to the people. danger zone. That's what I had. The <laughs> danger zone with DJ Juice. And then I had um, an internship with. Um, who's now my mentor, Harold Tamara, and we worked at this, uh, it was called Kinetics, and we had, um, it was like digital media and stuff, and he was like, I feel like we, there's a way to be, you know, doing these, the, like doing stories in a different way, and like, let me test you out on some things, and we would do digital media, and it was like, I didn't YouTube. even know about this. Thing. Yeah, that was, that was my first internship, oh, and wow. I was like, what are we do like and so he let me like ask more like philosophical college questions and I was like what are we even doing this for and like what <laughs> like we need to think about bigger and better ways and like aside from this like if someone clicks on that and shares it like that's grassroots and you started getting so like empowered about the way that like media was like all right I'm starting to see like maybe I could do this so I started looking into more means of like digital media because I felt like that was the platform that would end up taking. I was right. like, there's way too much there, and no one's tapping into it, so let me be the person, the pioneer, to do that. Is, is Kinetic still around? No, they're not around anymore. Okay. But um, but Harold is still doing, he works in Brooklyn now, and he works for a digital media agency, and I can't remember their name, so I'm not even going to try. All right, we'll look it up. We'll find that. And how do you spell his last name? T-A-M-A-R-A. Harold Tamara. Tamara. Yeah, you should talk to him. He's yeah, great. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's why I'm jotting <laughs> it down. This is why I'm taking the notes, people. Um, but anyway, so that's great. And then your career arc kind of took a, a oh roller gosh. coaster path. Just not, maybe not necessarily a roller coaster, but we'll call it meandering because it definitely went in a bunch it of different meandered. directions. Um, so talk to me about what happened when you left school and where you started here because that, that was really cool, <laughs> I think. So you graduate in 2008. And in 2008, if anyone was paying attention to the news, yeah. um, there was this the thing. The world was ending. The world was ending economically, and um, that whole financial crisis took place. And a lot of people lost their jobs. And when a lot of people lose their jobs, there are no jobs to be had. Um, for new people. You should have went into economics. <laughs> yes. I think you missed your calling as an economics <laughs> oh, professor there. Like, what, the, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. For those who paid attention to the news, I mean, just go read The Grapes of Wrath, and that's what they said was happening, you know. But <laughs> right. it, it wasn't that bad. It didn't <laughs> get that bad. But anyway, we'll, we'll leave the economics to those professionals. Mm -hmm. But how did that affect you? How did that affect me? So I uh, sent my tape out and tried to get a job in standard television. And I was actually looking at some digital media. Yeah, SD. Yes. Awesome. SD. Oh, gosh. There was no HD. Um, so, uh, and I didn't, I didn't get a job. And I was like, what? The what? I went to Syracuse Newhouse. You're, you're so expected at that. Like, so the year or two before, all of our college friends who graduated were like, got a job immediately. Like, didn't even take so much work. You send in a resume. You send in a tape. All right, we'll start, we'll start you, you know, a month after graduation. See you then. To be fair, though, it, there were a lot of people who didn't have jobs. There were, you just kept uh, your circle of friends, <laughs> which just happens to be uh, a very talented bunch yeah. as well. And, and you know what? Sometimes you just around. You are, well, they say you want to be the average of the people that you're around or something like that. Yes. So you, yes. you, you got along with everybody, but you have some very talented friends very, who have gone very on to talented be, I mean, friends. Adam as well. He's been yeah. on the podcast before. For so, sure. Anyway. But I, did, I didn't get a job. So see, this is hope for all of you guys who <laughs> are in a point where you're like, I don't have a job. That doesn't mean that you will not have a job for the rest of your life. Right. Hope is there. So I... Um, I decided at that point that I needed to leave the country <laughs> because that just made the most sense. I was like, there's no, there's nothing for me to do in this country, leave in America. Or, leave or flee? Flee <laughs> would be more like it. I would leave, flee the country. And um, this is great. We, this is the first time I've ever, ever said this on any sort of television or public broadcast uh -oh. or anything. So let's see if I get deported at some point. Uh oh, well, I mean, I'm in the safe. I'm in the safe zone. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you an illegal alien here? So yeah, no, I'm safe. I'm, I'm completely legal. I have a good passport. All that jazz. Good, because if Trump gets elected, oh my he's coming gosh. for you first. We're moving to Canada. Anyway, we're Mexico. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I, I left the country. Um. I went to London because. They spoke English, and I studied abroad there. And I felt like when you study abroad, and, like, 
listen up. If you study abroad in another country and you're hanging around all of your college friends, mm-hmm. you're not studying abroad in another country. It right. does not count. You are not there. You you got to go and like talk to the locals. Yeah. Like that's what you need to do because that's what studying that's that's what you should be doing if you're in another country. Don't hang around Americans because that's not what that's yeah. there for. So I felt like that's I had point. that moment and I was like, all right. And I I mean I could have gone my fa- I have family in Colombia. I could have gone there, but I was like, yeah, maybe I'll find work. Maybe I'll keep a blog. Maybe I'll feel adventurous. So I was like, I'm getting out of here. So. I lied to my family and my friends, and I told them that I had a job in London, um, which, you know, I, you know when you just have, like, this idea, like, I told my mom, my mom knew, which would made it feel okay. okay, and I was like, all right, you know, um, my mom knows, no one's going to worry, but everyone, like, if you think about it, and I go, Joe, hey, you know, it's 2008, uh, I can't get a job anywhere, I'm going to go, you know, just buy one-way ticket to London, I'm going to just figure it out, like, no one's going to say... That's a great idea. Just go for it. Like, maybe now, but, like, back then, it was like, you can't do that. That's right. stupid. Don't do that. Just get a go work at a restaurant so, for well, the I mean, what, what were you worried about? That people were just going to judge you? They did. People <laughs> yeah. hardcore judge me, and they're like, I don't think that's a good idea, Serena. Like, just in that, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should really think this. Do you have a job over there? No, I don't have a job. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Like, people have, like, off-the-books jobs. Like, I didn't even think of anything of it. I was like... Wait, off the book? <laughs> off the book. You mean God people are paid for work that is not taxed through the government? crazy. Yeah, I mean, God, no, I know. Now I'm, I'm going to be arrested. In New York? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. They keep the city running. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. And so... Um, we should stay out of politics. But yeah, I <laughs> know. We're venturing into some... Dangerous yeah, waters. Yeah. So, um, but nonetheless, I uh, I was like, I don't know, I'll figure it out. And so you get a six-month visitor visiting visa that you can, you know, go to. And I mean, you can travel and visit countries. So I figured, whatever, I'll just stay and see what goes on. Right. So I, but I lied. I lied because I was like, I don't want anyone worried about me. I told my mom, and I was like, Mom, I got this. Okay. She was like, you know what? If anyone can pull this off, it's you. Yeah. Which is like props to my mom who, you know, totally was like, my daughter's crazy and if she's going to do it anyway, so I did. But you were always crazy. We all knew that. I mean, but that's what makes you so wonderful. You still have a little bit. And the other thing is, too, people, first of all, in television, um, you need to be a little crazy. Yeah, you uh, do. Because, uh, you know, cool is boring, cool is boring. <laughs> on, on television. <laughs> that, that's that's Lefko also. It's just coming out. To keep that's it great. Um, but the other thing is, it's... Um, you know, that's what makes you do something like that and get to where you are. It makes you stand out. Yeah, you right. know. And there's going to be a lot of haters. There's going to be a lot of haters there, out there. There were a lot of haters. So anyway, so so you lie. You go over there go and over there. you get off the plane and you say, cheerio. Yeah. Oh, no, hello. 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 Um, <laughs> cheerio's goodbye. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Sorry, basically, yeah. I needed to leave immediately. Yeah. And um, so I get there. So I'll... So I had to preface that I lied to my family because then they're like, well, where are you going to be working? And I was like, I got a job at this place. I'll send you the link. It's like a cool, it's an agency and blah, blah, blah. Did you create the website page for that agency? I I literally Google searched like London Creative Production and this company I found. uh, They had a good website and blah, blah, blah. And I... (laughs) I was like, there I am, there I'm going to be, that's uh, it. And they're yeah. like, cool, that's great, that's impressive. It's it, The market's crashed and you got a job in another country. That makes no sense, but yeah. no one questioned me aside from that. So I was like, all right, they threw this huge going away party. It was awful mm. and embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I wait, 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 so I have a question, though. Or, 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 keep going, keep going, we'll okay. get there. So I, um, I sold my car, like, I had no money, no money. Like, I think I had, if I look back... There was a point, Joe, where I had $6 in my bank account. Like, mm, that Jesus. is so scary. Yeah, like, course. to go back. My mom was like, I'm reading your blog, and you are scaring me slightly. And I was like, Mom, I'm okay. Like, I, I remember I sold my car, and, like, they were gonna, she was going to pay me in chunks. I think I sold my car for, like, $1,000. And so I was like, I'm going to have $1,000. Where did you go? You went to London. Everything is double in London. Oh, yeah. So I had, again, $500. So I was like, she's paying me tomorrow just because I have $6 in my account. Like, I had no money. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, I need to get out of America. How did I not know about this blog that was going on? Yeah, I crossed the pond. That's what you called it? <laughs> Acro- mm-hmm. I crossed the pond? I crossed the pond. All right, I got to get At that. At Blogspot. Remember Blogspot? Of course, of course. Gosh. I still... Yeah, I still have a couple of blog spots. Like, <laughs> didn't we use that for Syracuse, too? Yeah, oh, my God. So I did, yeah, so that was a thing. My mom was reading it, and it was bad. They, Because, um, you know, I was pretty honest about, like, 
I had crazy I like lived with English people and Australians and just like I was I lived abroad like I was there was a thing and so I was the only I was the only American around anybody and they would call me Miss America and I was like oh if you only knew what Miss America was <laughs> it's not me it's definitely yeah, not me at all for sure so, well, I mean, maybe Miss Columbia would have a better yeah, chance than Miss America. Yeah, not yeah, so bad. So um, get there. I ended up. Um, I ended up going there. I got a off. The, I got a bartending job, like, and which was off the books. And I just did that. And I lived above a pub. And um, spent your paycheck at the pub. I spent my paycheck at the pub. Well, they don't tip over there, so you actually get paid in drinks. So they'll be like. Get get yourself a drink. So there was a p- time in my life where I was like, all right, I'll get I'll get myself a drink. So you end up with a bottle of wine every night. Like wow. if you think about it, it's like what five five tips would equal a bottle of wine, right? Jesus. So you're so I was like, okay. So I would like tally those up, and then there'd just be days where I'd sit on my days off. I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy my bottle of wine now. Like, you end up talking to like amazing people. Like it was actually a perfect job, and I was friends with the chef, PJ. So it was, it was a I worked at this the Tim Bobbin, which is still there. Uh, it was PJ. Uh, under new management, um, it's PJ and Crest and this girl, Jenny, who I'm still friends with. She was Australian. Crest was uh, South African. PJ was from um, Scotland, from Edinburgh. And then the manager, uh, Nita, was uh, was English. And so it was an American, a Scottish guy, a, a, a South African, and an Australian. So this was this was working at the time. Yeah. Right well, there. but not the job that I said that I was working at. Gotcha. I was just like... Working. Right, right, right. Of course, of course. Um, it sounds like a real world international edition or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I ended up because during the the month that I was there, I couldn't get any jobs because you can't, they don't take like off the books jobs there. And so I was like, oh god, what am I doing? I don't have any money left. And I ended up writing a Facebook message to the uh, CEO of, of said company, and because I was like. This sounds like a great idea. I I'm gonna just I'm desperate. I don't have any work. I'm gonna just send a message to someone on the website, and there was no one on the website that I could contact, like send an email to. And I was like, I'll just look someone up on Facebook. So like, which is really funny because I work in like social digital media world now, and I'm like, oh, of course I get a job on Facebook. So I send <laughs> this guy. I'm like, oh, he's the CEO. Cool. And I send him an email a message, and I'm like. Hey, uh, I'm Serena Morales, you know, young journalist, production, you know, coordinating. Yeah, just human that, you know, is around in London. And I, you know, just would like to uh, touch base. Your company looks cool on this website. Journalist, production, human. Was there a, that... Was that just, the job title? Yes, yes. There was. There, there wasn't a job. Are you looking for one of those? I happen to have those. A journalist skills. production human. I mean, so that'd be a great. If yeah. I ever post a job, yeah. I would use that. Let's, let's get a business card on. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. Done. All right. Um, so I send him a message, and a month later, I'm working at the Tim Bobbin, and I open up my Facebook message, and there is. Uh, We'll call him Jez, and I and Jez sends me a message, and he's like, "I could, you could be some use to me. I'm trying to open up a company in New York," and I'm like, "Stop it right now!" And I was like, shut "Are you, you shut your crazy mouth?" And I was like, "What? Call Jez," and I'm like, "Hey, uh, Serena Morales here," and he goes. You want to come into the office? I'd love to meet with you. And I'm like, you are crazy. So I go to the office. So, Sucker. Right. And I'm like, you don't even know. Get I, I have my day off. And I, I packed like one pair of heels, one pair of dress pants, like just in case. Like right. anything ever needed me to do that. So went over and met with him. And he's just like, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm just traveling, you know, like, might, might as well, since there's nothing to do in America right. right now. And he's like, interesting. He goes, do you have any contacts in, like, New York? And I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got tons uh, of contacts. I know, I, I know everyone. I know all of them. So I was basically um, tra- ended up talking to him, and he was just like, maybe I can get you, like, some freelance work because okay. I uh, we need an extra PA. So I, I was like, cool, that would be in great. In London. In London. Okay. So I, um, he's tweeting right now something. Yeah. Come watch. I'm, invi- I'm inviting more people to hang out with us because I think we've, we've dropped to one. Oh, shoot. Uh, we had eight before. We blew it. Yeah, that anyway. sucks. <laughs> I have a new ad, though, on Twitter, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I ended up freelancing for this company. So, like, my lie became the truth, and oh. 
um, that worked out well for me. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> I, I, I knew that that was where, where it was going, so that's why I wanted to let you get there. So then, at what point then did you say, okay, I'm coming back? Like, how'd that happen? Did they ask you? Did you say, please leave? Um, so my <laughs> Because the visa expired, right? Right, yeah. So my, my sister came to visit me um, in London and told, because I didn't tell her that I was working freelance, um, so right. she thought I had a full-time job, like I told my family I did. Right. And and um, she got sent home because it didn't make any sense that she was coming to visit me. Oh. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. And we still joke about pretty this around awful. the holidays. <laughs> Sucked. She was coming from Chicago, too, which is a very long flight now that I think about it. Um, but, yeah, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not really doing anything that's, like, structurally illegal, but I'm just going to get out and leave because I should. Yeah. So I left London after I was like employee of the month there like it was pretty crazy so I don't know how but like I mean I was I was like fully like working like I started the softball team for this company and nice. like it was great and I was like this is amazing I'm the best player on this team and like they don't know what's going on <laughs> it was so awesome and so we had like this whole thing and then yeah I was just like I gotta go like I I don't want to I can't do this so I left Got back to America. My family's all just like, we hate you. Like, just like, what are you doing? They don't hate me, but they were just like, your sister got sent <laughs> back from harsh. Chicago. Right, right, right. And you're just like wandering around London now. Like, this is not funny anymore. Like, we know that you are not working there. And like, and I was like, but I am. I'm kind of doing that still. So eventually was, I knew what was going to happen. I it did. just took me a little while just to go and uh, didn't make have it a happen. full time job or anything. Right. Like I told you guys I did. So whatever. I went back. Um, I went back to America and then Harold Tamara comes back into the story. He's he's like, I know you're sad that you're not living your life in London, but you're here in America. Like, let's let's put you to work or something. So he found Nike. Nike had a a job posting and it was like Nike field reporter and I was like NFR yeah NFR and he was just like why don't you try out for this and I was like there's no way I'm gonna get this job and like I'm not like there's no way and so he's like well let's do a video we'll submit a video and just see so the Nike field this reporter is of, job this is one of my favorite videos of all time yeah. and I will post it on bibmedia.tv <laughs> so you guys can check it out um, because it is quintessentially you. Yes, it is. So I put together this video and... Tell, tell them about what the video was okay, for, so, for those out there who and, haven't seen it. And actually, it's, it makes perfect sense. When I came back, I had no job. I had, I had nothing. Right. Like, literally, it was back to zero um, in my bank account and in everything of my life. So <laughs> I was... Um, I was like, all right, I'm applying for this job. I ended up waitressing at the time again. But, like, um, the video is basically, I'm like, you should, you should, it was humble bragging. I was just like, <laughs> well, you know, it's not. Humble brag wasn't a thing then. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I hashtags. Mean, it, it, it was a thing, but it. It wasn't didn't exist as a, humble brag. Right, it was just like <laughs> people did it. <laughs> people, people do it all right. right. People didn't that all before, but yes. Um, so the video was basically me, um, yes, humble bragging, which was not a thing back then, um, and of me like, hey, you know, you guys should shouldn't hire me because you know I'm awesome at softball. Like you guys shouldn't. But hire I am me. right. And then I would <laughs> do cool tricks with my gloves and stuff. Or, you shouldn't hire me because my name's Serena and you have Serena Williams. Like that's not going to be cool. You shouldn't hire me because I was like rookie of the year in basketball. You shouldn't hire me because of this. You should hire me because if you don't, I'm gonna have to be selling Reeboks at Foot Locker. And I bleeped out Reeboks and Foot Locker great. because at the end of the, I looked over the. This is good to read fine lines and like the little little writing because they're they're important. And I, they said, don't mention any other brands or anything in your video. I was like, well, that was the joke. Like that's the whole like punchline. Yeah. So we actually bleeped it out, and it was actually way better. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So we submitted the video. I ended up getting a call back, like, I made it to the top five submissions, and they're like, we're going to have them come to New York. So they flew in someone from L.A., from Texas, um, I think from Chicago, someone, I don't know where the other person came from, and then me, and I was like, well, that's I'll cheap. I'll take the train. Right, sure, I'll take, <laughs> I walked, actually. Okay. <laughs> I walked from my restaurant. I actually, I was I was waitressing at this restaurant, and then I, um, on 42nd Street and Park Avenue, Pershing Square, right under the bridge, and I remember I yep. ran 
I was like, I'll be right back. I just have to do this interview. And I remember changing shoes and like a shirt and like running to this interview because I had to come back and waitress that like night. And they're like, it's fine. They were all like, we know, like just you just came back from London. Your head's like not straight. And I was like, OK, that's why we hired. You. Yeah, it's like just we hire a lot of you come back. Right. Whatever. So. Um, so I got a question. All right. So you're waitressing at that time and then you go to on this interview. Are you switching to high heels and a blazer or you, you put on some Nikes? I and put Nikes. Okay, good. I did the Nikes. Yeah. Good. Which we made it a lot easier to walk across Midtown. <laughs> I think the interview I was like. I picture you morning. running like through, you know, through Grand Central, <laughs> whipping off the yes. apron, you know, <laughs> letting it go. Go, get. Oh, yeah, like it, it, it looked much like that with wind, the yeah. fake wind. Oh, obviously. Yeah, so get to the interview. Get out of the elevator, just shake out the all hair, right, and all of a sudden I'm ready to go. Do this, yes, <laughs> like right. So I get there, and they're um, they're like, so your video was amazing, and I was like, I know, I really don't have anything going on in my life. And the woman who ended up hiring me was just like, why should we hire you over? We just talked to four other girls, like why should we even hire you? And I was like. Because I just left London, like, 2008 was, like, a really bad year for me. And, like, I will do anything. Like, you have me. Like, I played baseball for 10 years of my life. You don't know what that's like in the Bronx. Like, I just came back from country that I was practically kicked out of because of my sister. Like, I was just like, whoosh. Like, you want to give me therapy? I'm giving it to you. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, can't close the I gate. don't even know. I got to go back and waitress. I got to do a five-hour shift there. And, like, no one's tipping because it's a freaking market crash and they all think that that's okay well stay home and eat your tv dinners don't come out and so i have to serve you french fries like i don't want to do that for you so just have your free coca-cola and go on your merry way i was so like i can't even take it anymore and she was like well that's that's great that's great and she goes so if you had to you know interview serena williams and i was like oh way to bring out your biggest name in the sport and then she's like what would you ask her and i was like Psh. Well, the first thing I'd ask her is, like, how'd you end up with that amazing name? And she was like, all right, great, good. Like, And, like, we went on our merry way, and I left. I remember I finished my shift, and I didn't think I'd get a phone call, like, immediately that day. Because right. that just seems ridiculous. And I got a phone call, left, like, a message. Like, and I was so tired. Check my voicemail, and it's Dorinda. And she's a South African woman, which I'm like, oh, more South Africans. There you go. She leaves me a voicemail. I can't understand her accent. But at the end of it, she goes, so, yes, you have the job, and we're so excited to bring you on. And I was like, what? what? Why did what? you leave Why did that? you leave it? Like, what? I'm calling her back. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And she, which she, thankfully, they're in uh, Portland. They're in uh, at the Nike, Nike camp. Nike town, yeah. She, I, and so she was like, she was in New York, but she was on that time. So I just called her back. I didn't even look at the time. And she's like, yeah, we loved you. Like, we knew immediately when you left the interview that, like, yep, she's the one we're going to hire. And I was like, nice. that's amazing. And she goes, so what you're going to do, um, we ha do have an interview for Serena Will with Serena Williams in two days. So tomorrow I want you to go and, like, uh, you know, take the day off or quit your job or whatever, and you're gonna. Um, so about those French fries. Yeah. And I was like, what? Uh, gonna... What? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you're gonna go to Nike Town. We'll get you some clothes, and then we'll speak, like another clothing trip, and then we are. You'll be prepared to do an interview with Serena Williams. Um, so just write up some questions and stuff. And I'm like, okay, sure, got it. Um, let me just like take a second. I'm gonna just pace in the Grand Central Station. I was, like, waiting for the Metro North to take the train home. And I was like, I don't know what's going on with my life. Now, is this 2009 or 2010? 2009. This was 2009. Yeah, so I came back in Craziness. 2009. It was very crazy. So what was that year of your life like there? So, yeah. So then I went from waitressing to doing Nike Field Reporter for full time. And it was... Uh, a whirlwind because I went from like not knowing what was going on to I interviewed Serena Williams and LeBron James and uh, Reese Witherspoon and like so it wasn't just Nike athletes like I interviewed right. um, gosh I went to the Olympics I went to Vancouver <laughs> like I um, I went to I ended up seeing Serena Williams so many times that like she not only knew me, but like casually would like come up and go, what's up, Serena, how you doing? I'm like, what's up, how you doing? And like her publicist like had the dogs and like would like come and be like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. It's like, yeah, you know, I've been traveling. Like, and I was just like, what is going on? Like, I remember I was- Where was, is my life right now? I yeah. had $6 in my bank account. Right, and now I'm in, I'm here. And like, I remember I was sitting down, it was like around the US Open and I was, she was doing a photo shoot with um, some big name uh, photographer 
whatever. And I was sitting on the side and like there were all these reporters and like everyone was like standing around and watching Serena Williams. And I was just sitting on the side and I was like writing like my questions down. And I would sit like literally with like Nikes and a sweatshirt. So they're like, I was just a little kid like hanging out by the side. <laughs> and then Serena Williams like, stops and like walks over to me and she goes hey how are you Serena I'm like I'm good how you doing Serena and like she was like good she's like are we doing something today I'm like yeah but later on and she's like okay cool I'll see you later and everyone who was just like paying attention to her was like who is that little kid sitting on the side like what is she doing and who yeah. is she and why is she related or something and I was like yeah I don't I don't even know how this happened during that time did it ever go from you being a little kid to being okay this is like my thing now this is oh, like I'm, yeah. I'm an adult all of a sudden yeah, i became an adult real quick and i was like it was it was it was such a like a mental mind of like a confusion because i was like okay is this is what i dreamed nike gave me a year contract to do this right. but i was like whoa how do i go from this because then there's you know those all those ethical things right i'm doing this for a brand i mean i didn't have any i've had somewhat creative control over like what questions I asked like I wasn't going to be like why are you taking steroids if you were taking steroids or like we didn't ask those types of things because right. we, they were trying to sell their brand and I was just like I just want to ask you really crazy questions like you know Serena how do you wear that bling on your ear like doesn't it whack you in the face when you're you know playing to I wanted to know that like I remember watching her with my mom and being like how is she wearing that like big earring but that's because you probably came at that from a from point of view yeah. when you were like hey I'm playing softball but I'm a girl and I want to wear some stuff, I but can't I can't wear it. that stuff. My coach is like, yeah. get that, get that sucker off. I remember it was like hoop earrings off, and like I'd always wear hoop earrings. Oh, uh, you to, would. Yes, the Bronx. I remember like taking off my hoop earrings because I, oh, my ears would close, like the holes would close you, if I didn't wear them. You never put the lip line that that. No, lip I never pencil. did that. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, Let no. me explain this image to you. The Bronx <laughs> uniform that you have. It's it's usually <laughs> hoop earrings, right? It's uh it's a North Face, the one that's tight at the waist, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Tight skin tight jeans and Tims. Yeah, that's Tim's. pretty much it. Preferably like a, a color like a yes, pink yes and maybe they would a blue. have to match with the belt that you'd wear right and yeah. then and then you would have that lip liner the, the lip that liner. dark lip but you would only wear the figure. liner yeah only <laughs> only the liner i mean it's really like, oh yeah oh my god so it didn't and that hair would be crunchy yes be. lots of gel lots of gel <laughs> Lots of it, and it would be sleeked back, oh, and then like a man. big thing. Like I'm kind of doing it, and then yeah, and hoop earrings. Somewhere somebody just stopped and went, "Yep, that's what I'm wearing." <laughs> they looked at Check. themselves. Yeah. I am good to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Going to the bodega. So, um, so you are you're asking questions like that, and then and I mean, also it's a year. What's going through your mind at that point? Like, hey, how do I keep this going? What's going to be my next thing? When do you yeah. start thinking about that? Yeah. So I was uh, stressed out because I was like, how I can't keep like, what am I going to do? But also those hours were crazy. Crazy. Like, I was traveling once a week at a LaGuardia airport, and I'm thankful that it was LaGuardia and not JFK. Really? Oh, my God. J LaGuardia is way better than JFK. If you're flying my... Delta, I think. Yes, and Any... I only fly yeah, Delta. <laughs> that's the reason. Any yeah. other terminal is yeah. terrible. Oh, my gosh. So I, like, got to know, like, I mean, I was flying out of there frequently, and it was usually to L.A. or, like, West Coast, and I was like, okay. Or, like, random places. Like, I remember the day... Finished the Olympics. I think I was there for two weeks in the hotel. And I remember I was like, well, I'm exhausted. I need to <laughs> go home and I can't wait to sleep. And uh, my boss was like, so um, we have an interview for you. Um, you're going to interview Carmelo Anthony. And I was like, sounds great. And she goes, and I'm like, uh, and, <laughs> and what? And she goes, so we, can, we were going to fly you straight there from here. And I was like, you're going to fly me from Vancouver to Denver. Okay, sure. I can do one more day of right. this. She goes, well, you're needed at this event in New York um, oh tomorrow night. So we're going to fly you early. Like, we're going to get you on a flight in, like, four hours. Like, this was, like, this cat, like usual thing, right? Like, I didn't pack yet or anything. Like, I knew I was going to leave in the morning. And she's like, I'm going to try and get you on an earlier flight. You're going to fly to New York. You're going you're gonna to get your stuff. And then you're going to attend an event at night in New York. And then in the morning, you're going to fly to Denver. And when you get to Denver at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to do a thing with Carmelo Anthony in a barber shop. And I'm like... So you're basically on a red eye from Vancouver, right? Because you're leaving yes. Vancouver at night, yes. getting to New York in the morning, mm -hmm. probably somewhere around, my guess is what, 6, 7 a.m. Yep, yep. And then you're going to an event. At that night. That night. And then in the and morning. And you're going on a plane in the morning that you have to land in Denver at 2, so you're probably leaving, what, like four hours before yeah. that, five hours yeah. before that. And getting then getting there. To the airport straight and from airport. I don't even know if we dropped off our stuff. We did not Jeez. drop off our stuff. Went straight to, uh, straight to the 
barbershop and I was so, so tired. And like the, the, I remember our videographer was like, you must like our DP was like, you must be exhausted. I'm like, you can't tell him a face. Like I was <laughs> so tired. And then I did the interview and I remember this was one of my favorite moments during this whole Nike year. It was like Carmelo Anthony and I'm standing there and like I joked with him went to Syracuse. So I was like, oh, would you live in Cuse? Yeah. You know, like I was up in South Campus and he was like we were talking. And then I, I remember I was trying to get through the last part of like I was, you know, when you check out like so you you do said, um, you know, you do whatever on air and you're like, all right, it's my last thing. And you started to check out like yep. there's a point where you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Hey, good morning. Sports Center AM. I'm here. Serena Morales, Jay Harris. And you have that whole thing. And then when it turns out, you're like, all right, guys, I'm sitting back in my lazy boy. So I was <laughs> I was ready to go into lazy boy mode and I couldn't. And it was like the transition in my brain just really was hurting. Your brain was like, I'm turning off. I got it. And I was like, stay on. This battery needs to last a little longer. <laughs> so hell I had to say at the end of the shoot, standing with Carmelo Anthony, tall man. And we're standing here and I'm like, hey, for more videos, check out Nike.com. And I, I had to do that and say, I'm here with Carmelo Anthony. For more on his sneaker, blah, 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 check out NikeWomen.com. So I had two things to say. I just had to put them together. Like, okay. And all I did, I kept going, for more on Carmelo Anthony, check out NikeWomen.com. And then they're like, <laughs> you have to do and the other thing. So I'm like, okay. For more on this, go to Nike.com. And they're like, together. Like, you just have to put the two uh. together. And so Carmelo like, is like, do you know what you're doing? And I was like, why don't you just stay in your lane? And I no, was you did like, not. I was like, what are you doing? So you I was told like, Melo to stay like, in his like, lane. What do you think you know? And I was so tired. And I was like, for more on Nike, go to Nike.com. And for more on Carmelo Anthony, go to Nike.com as well. Like, I somehow figured it out. In the, and the DP was like, that's cool. We're going to do some editing. And then he's like, all right, girl, good job. And oh, I remember I got like goodness. a pat on the back. So I was like, I did it. I got through that. He was just like, who is this person? I kind of picture, I don't know if you've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. But that scene where Leo DiCaprio's on all those quaaludes. <laughs> and then he thinks that he's driving fine. And then he, <laughs> he gets home and the car crashed. You're like, nailed it. Mic drop. <laughs> See you later. And then and they watch like, it and they're like, uh-huh. Oh, you did too. Yeah, that was what I was like. Yep, figured it out. Just and cu like, cut, if, print. See you, you guys. Saw later. all those like <laughs> video that didn't make the cut. It's oh, like, man. oh gosh. So that was a great moment. But it was like I was running on that. Like right. I was like, I'm so tired. So when I uh, when my year ended, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So what did Serena do next? Well, one thing is for sure, the answer will surprise you. And she was still a long way from ESPN. So make sure you check out the next episode of the podcast of Broadcasting in Black and White. Once again, everybody, this episode of Broadcasting in Black and White was brought to you by Backpack Broadcasting. For all of your live event streaming needs, reach out to BackpackBroadcasting.com. And don't forget to tell them Bib Media sent you. As always, we would love to hear from you. If there's somebody you would like to hear on this podcast, have any thoughts or opinions about this guest or any other, let us know. You can tweet at us, at Bib Media. Of course, find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. We love to see those pictures from around the borough. Until next time, everybody, I am Joe Masiri. Thank you for listening to this episode and many others. Spread love. After all, it's the Brooklyn way. Talk to you next time.